Zork appeared as a gigantic purple-skinned demon with huge curved horns, bat-like wings, and a large dragon-slash-snake appendage between his legs. The dub changed that appendage to protrude from his chest instead of between his legs due to its likeness to a phallus. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Good shout. Probably a smart choice. Welcome back to another episode of Margaret Thatcher Templar Spy, the podcast that flings pieces of paper at your face and pretends that they're Egyptian gods. I'm James Law, known by some as the third leg of Exodia, and I'm joined by a real-life blue-eyed white dragon, Joel Franey. Ahoy, ahoy. Today, we're taking on the spiky-haired universe and summoning mystical hell beasts as we sit down on the playground for a game of Yu-Gi-Oh. A game we both know nothing about, right? Yeah, so I remember at school, actually, I, I had a few... I, I collected the cards. I had a blue-eyed white dragon. I had another one called You had a blue eyes? Yeah, I, I didn't know that, that right. I just knew that's it was playground cool. clout back then. Well, no, because that's the thing. I didn't have any playground clout because there, this, there, there was this kid who had like all the Egyptian god cards uh. and sat, he sat me down and he was like, let's play a game. And I didn't know the rules. Uh, and he was like, yeah, all right, sweet. Let's play a game. Uh, let's... <laughs> let's... Oh, were you, were you at that age where playing a game just meant waving the card around and making noises with your mouth? No, it, it actually... Playing a game in this context meant uh, this little prick making up the rules and <laughs> pretending he won in a single turn and he was like oh. it was like all right we start with uh 4000 life points all right and i was like okay and he was like right cool and then he just put all his egyptian god cards down and then said i win and now i know obviously in hindsight that that's can't not how the that. rules work i don't oh, know not- the actual rules but i'm pretty sure that you can't do that <laughs> you're not bitter about it or anything no i'm very bitter this is this has stuck <laughs> with me for 15 years maybe do, like, you, do you do you remember his name? Do you want to call him out here? I'm not calling him canceled. out because uh, <laughs> cancelled for cheating on the I, I can't be cancelling people and calling them out on a you know he's probably probably doing very well for himself and is a well-adjusted adult. But you know it's uh, <laughs> I do know his name and I I will be blocking him on uh, on Facebook and LinkedIn <laughs> after this. Oh, I I love when I find a vendetta. Um, <laughs> But no, I I was similar, though not quite as far as you. I think I had a dozen cards at some point when everyone was just trading them on the playground. Merited purely based on how good the pictures looked or if they'd been in the show. Right. Uh, which which I hadn't even seen, but I was just vaguely aware that, you know, I heard the phrase blue eyes, white dragon around a lot. And I went, oh, that must be a good one. Uh, you know, that's the one everyone's talking about. And I've got this thing that looks like a, a fish with cross eyes. So I'm guessing that's not <laughs> high up the chain. <laughs> So I had to go onto the Yu-Gi-Oh! fandom wiki and do a bit of snooping around to find out what the actual plot was of the of the show and the manga. And it is weird, I think is the only word. It appears to be a sort of Pokemon knockoff based around a card game. But what, what the, sorry, what came first? Just in case any Yu-Gi-Oh! I, I did look this up. Audience. I did look this up. There's a year's difference between them. Pokemon came first, Yu-Gi-Oh! came Did, afterwards. As in the Pokemon card game came first. Pokemon was created in 1995. The first Pokemon stuff starts coming out. Yu-Gi-Oh! comes out the year afterwards. Right. And then I, But then I'm guessing the Yu-Gi-Oh! manga, which comes... Uh, not manga, the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime, which comes a few years later, sort of gets bumped up as a sort of rival competitor. That's kind of why it got the the credit did, if you see what I mean. Right, yeah. This is very, you know, unresearched, spurious, but I get that sense from it. Yeah. So I, n- I didn't have a TV, so I, didn't, I never even got a chance to watch You didn't the, have the a anime. TV. You- <laughs> have I never said this? I didn't have a TV until 2007. I was 10 there was years one, old. There was one in your house. No. 
What do you mean, no? There wasn't a TV in my house until until 2007. Were you raised in the Renaissance? How did you not have a TV? <laughs> I just didn't. What we did you one, do? When, we got one when I was 10 because my grandma was visiting from New Zealand and wanted to watch Coronation Street. And my dad <laughs> wanted to watch the Rugby World Cup. So then we got one. I... I can't believe I've never mentioned this before. What, what did you do for 10 years? I, I don't know, actually. Because we all know you can't read, so I don't know what else you could have I, been doing. To be fair, I did read a lot of Horrid Henry. God, I was I was oh. all over that shit. I, I genuinely don't. I read a lot of the Beano as well. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, we, we've, we've talked about that in our spare I'm, time as I'm well. I'm struggling to to really think about what I, what I spent my time doing. Maybe I went outside. It's not like me, but maybe I did. I mean, anything's possible. I'm, man, we're, we're on a tangent here, but sorry, I think all viewers can agree that that was some shocking information to, to get out. So I'll explain it to you then, because you, you couldn't have watched it. No, I literally had no means with which to watch Yu-Gi-Oh! The series is about, and I'm probably not going to do it justice here, it's about this card game that becomes inexplicably big in one of those cities that in the sort of Phoenix Wright model where if it's Japan or America, God knows... And it's this big card game that takes off, but it's a sort of recreation or reincarnation of actual magic dueling that used to happen in the Egyptian period. Right. So this is like, in this universe, the Egyptians did do magic battles. Yes. They okay. had they had elaborate sort of battles of magic and sorcery and summoning monsters, and all the mechanics of that are recreated in this card game, I think, intentionally. I think the idea is that there was a, a person called Maximilian Pegasus. <laughs> Maximilian Pegasus, all right. I, which I don't think will surprise you. He's a rich person in the game. Is he? Uh, yes. Yeah with, a, yeah, with a name like that, he wasn't going to be working class. Maximilian Pegasus. Uh, he discovered in during archaeology studies this ancient, you know sorcery battles and recreated it as a card game uh, which he then sold to the world so 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 a rich guy studied egyptian history and then monetized the fuck out of it yeah i don't really i mean it works he you know he got even richer so he from did it. so he and he also so the magic does exist and he made it real or like how well, did he manage that I think Max, the, I guess his name is Maximilian Pegasus. That's what he can't do. Well, I think it's more the idea that they just play the game for fun, and then you know, there's some technology that can sometimes project it as holograms. But it also means that every now and then, they can swap out the the cards with like the actual Egyptian, you know, monsters and magic, and just wait. So it's game. all holograms. Sorry, is the the battles that you see in the anime are they not real? Sometimes like... I think sometimes they're real. Sometimes they're holograms. So the hologram ones are just like get it, like practicing for when you summon the real blue eyes white dragon who is a real thing that exists. Yes, I I think again this is not my forte. Though the hologram thing is interesting. One of the characters called Seto Kaiba who's like the edge lord boyfriend billionaire created something called solid vision holograms. They are physical objects. Like you can interact with them physically. If a if hologram punches you, you'll feel it. And I don't really know how there's any conflict in the universe left at that point if you can physically make matter. Right. But I mean, I mean, a lot of things in fiction have been able to have that kind of omnipotent power, right? Yeah, but he Balance only do it. He only uses it for card games though. It has no <laughs> other practical function in this he world. He is a, a, that <laughs> the one true gamer. <laughs> 
has power to do anything in the he, world. He created programmable matter, and he doesn't. It doesn't even change how the game works. You can play it without the holograms. Well, it yeah, just, you it, have to if you if you have the cards. And yeah, are, like, it, on it the just playground. means that when someone puts the card down, there's just also a monster that pops up and goes, Grr. <laughs> just to just to visualize it a bit more. It's the most unnecessary. Te- he invented technological flourish. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Uh, we've got an episode on that, so go check it out. But uh, yes, okay. Congrats to him, I guess. But it means that, from what I gather, that they can go from playing the game as the recreation to doing the sorcery, and all the mechanics are exactly the same. Only the sorcery version is life and death. Right. So, so in the anime, there are life and death battles, but you use the same cards and you have the same like silly wrist thing on your arm. Yes, you, James, you did a big naughty and did some research before this, I so I cheated. couldn't give it to you fresh. I was trying to look at, I was trying to look at what the wrist thing was called. The I goofy, found out it was called a dual disc. Yes, the and then the I ruined what all... Joel's reveals. <laughs> God damn it! The characters all wear this goofy machine on their arm that holds the cards and projects the holograms, called the dual disc, as he says. That is a recreation of a sort of piece of magic equipment that all the Egyptians used to use. It's just a very weird idea. What was the thing called again? I genuinely have forgotten. The dual disc is a recreation of something called a diadank. Diadank. That's what I, I really enjoyed that. That's <laughs> a dual disc that uses the user's ba or spirit energy to summon ka or spirit monsters from their stone tablets, which would later be, you know, cards. And control them. <laughs> so what? The Egyptians are just out there with like instead of cards on their wrist, they've got fucking giant stone tablets. Apparently so. But uh, in terms of the thing of the games having life and death, this depended on whether you were uh, reading the original manga, which allowed death, right. uh, or watching the Made for Kids TV version, which did not allow death whatsoever. <laughs> no death allowed. There was a lot of uh, you'll be sent to the shadow realm. Which oh, was is that a... what the Shadow Realm's from? I've heard about that. Yeah, so that was their, from what I gather, that was their solution to the death problem. Right, which was... so they're like, if, I, if they're saying, I'll send you to the Shadow Realm, that means I will kill you, but they can't say that. Pretty much, but it was contextualised as a kind of, oh, you'll go to, you know, the bad place, and maybe yeah. you'll get out at some point, or maybe you won't. But... I assume at some point in the show, someone got sent to the Shadow Realm and then managed to escape. Like, probably the protagonist at some point? I don't know. I mean, God knows, because it, it follows uh, the manga pretty accurately from what I know. And if someone got, open quotes, sent to the Shadow Realm, in the manga they just died. So, maybe they didn't <laughs> come back. Uh, this was part of a rule that a lot of the sort of magic users... Uh, implement called penalty games essentially using their magic to inflict terrible penalties on the loser oh i think in the context of you both agree to the penalty and then the magic enforces it okay so so it's like a contract that you've you've agreed yeah, to the, get the, the loser will get you know bashed in the head by a rock or whatever <laughs> it, usually it's more along the lines of you die or your soul is captured or whatever right. but we should start doing that when we when we play warzone <laughs> we play warzone <laughs> yeah we just got a taser strapped to our neck. Just whoever loses gets zapped. <laughs> yeah, the other person has the remote. Whoever dies first. <laughs> but yeah, the, this this series is fascinating, and it's when it's that sort of mixing of the mystical and the modern that I think it's funniest. There's also the recurring thing that, uh, in as part of the plot, the main character is this kid called Yugi, uh, but he is possessed by an ancient <laughs> his, pharaoh. His name is Yugi. His name is Yugi Moto. Like, like off of Yu-Gi-Oh. 
Well, yeah, but the game isn't called Yu-Gi-Oh in the show. What? The show is called Yu. It's just called Duel Monsters. I know that makes sense from a, I guess from a marketing standpoint, that makes sense. I th- yeah. I think it's called Yu-Gi-Oh as a show because when he transforms into the Pharaoh, he shouts Yu-Gi-Oh. Right, and if he's the Pharaoh, then it's like Pharaoh Yu-Gi-Oh. Maybe. <laughs> I've made that, I don't know. It, there's a lot to this. But the Pharaoh basically can come in because he played the uh, the original game. So he knows it as well. So Wait, like so you h- hang on. So who sorry, who is the Pharaoh? The Pharaoh's the one The Pharaoh is who... the Pharaoh well when he when the show starts off he has amnesia and doesn't remember anything. It just comes down to Yugi solving a mysterious puzzle that gets him possessed by the Pharaoh. Uh, I'll be honest, this show actually sounds quite good. I I haven't seen much of it, but I I don't get the feeling that it is. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's sort of... He's solving an ancient mystery and there's pharaohs and big monsters. That seems like the sort of thing you'd be into, Joel. I think it sounds good just to talk about the plot points and then you watch it and go, oh, no. (laughs) Eight eight minutes are taken up by big monsters hitting each other. Well, not even that. Big monsters getting slowly told to move at each other by people playing a card game, which is... (laughs) Yeah, there is only a certain amount of excitement you can force a card game to have, I guess. Yeah, though I'm told that in the early phases of the of the anime, the game didn't exist yet, so they were just making up the rules on the fly. Oh, okay. So there's there's a sequence that is just complete nonsense from a game standpoint, where it's like, I take down your flying fortress, and it falls on this other monster you've got. Okay, and that's not a thing you you're allowed to do. Not not even slightly, because it's essentially making like real world physics out of it. It's like saying, "Yo, oh, I I beat your Charizard, and it falls over onto your Pikachu and kills it." <laughs> I've it. just decided that's how it works yeah. now. I get my like actual pencil and stab your <laughs> yeah. card. The rain. Oh, it's raining. That meant your Snorlax drowned. You know, it is just complete <laughs> nonsense. Yeah. But yeah, the the Pharaoh. You know, he played it as a kid, and uh, the recurring thing is, you know, a lot of the characters are implied to be reincarnations of this Egyptian saga that was going on ages ago. So they're kind of all meeting back up again. Okay. Uh, so, wait. So so the the monsters are reincarnations the mon- of the Egyptian gods. Well, they're they're the same ones because the gods and monsters just don't die, so they're you know they're just being right. summoned again after thousands of years. But there's certain characters who are kind of like the pharaoh is literally back, like he is trapped in this puzzle and then possesses Yugi thousands of years later. But there's a few other characters who are implied to be reincarnations. So like Yugi's uh, or the pharaoh's rival is this sort of evil wizardy guy, and that's Seto Kaiba who invented the the dual disc and the uh, holograms years later. He doesn't remember, like, because it's a reincarnation, but they look exactly the same and he uses all the same techniques. Shit, okay. Does that make sense? No. No, no, (laughs) it really doesn't, does it? That's a fair point. I genuinely am so lost and I know probably less about this show (laughs) than I did beforehand. Uh, That's that's wiki power, baby. Yeah. Uh, But this, this part of the Pharaoh's backstory interests me as a kid. Uh, his father took him on a trip to an ancient tomb, he didn't, which he didn't want to go to. Atem, the pharaoh, accidentally slipped and almost fell off the edge. He asked for help, but his father told him that he needed to be strong on his own. <laughs> Just didn't sorry, help sorry, him. Sorry, no, he fell off. A, he fell off a cliff. Did you say? But pretty much, yes. Uh, and his father, instead, of... yeah. 
said, no, th- I think, this is I a good time for a life lesson. There are better chances for learning experiences, I yeah. feel. It's I, it's I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a father, so maybe you know. Maybe I'll see things differently one day. Well, th- this but, guy almost wasn't. His his kid yeah. fell off a cliff. I also like to think that my father would, you know, help me up and then explain why maybe doing being dangerous is not a good idea. I don't know. I, th- I think with my dad, it could go either way. <laughs> teach teach a good life lesson. Or he'd like... I mean, that's the excuse he'd give, yeah. But there's a bunch of monsters that come back. And uh, at the beginning, I talked about Zork. So is Zork the one with the phallus? Yeah. Uh, But Zork the Dark One, also known as Zork Necrophades, is the main antagonist, but I guess doesn't show up until the very last episode. Right. Uh, do, Do we hear about Zork beforehand? Well, he... Well, I think there's a character who's going around for a lot of it looking for shadow power... And then at the very last episode, from what I gather, they just go, oh, this is what the shadow power is. It's Zork. And then a big demon shows up that they all have to fight. Oh, brilliant. Okay. And, and the big uh, demon had uh, had an appendage moved. Yes. So he is a <laughs> he is a giant serpenty dragon sort of tendril thing coming up from between his legs. <laughs> and... Uh, and <laughs> And they move that away from between his legs in the you cartoon reckon? to his chest. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, Zork is born from the darkness of people's hearts. Oh, okay. And oh, so he's is... like a Kirby villain. <laughs> yeah, God, I, I wish I didn't know what you meant by that. <laughs> Check but, out our episode on Kirby. But then he's just beaten at the very end by a deus ex machina when uh, a bunch of the Egyptian gods cards and Exodia just suddenly fuse together and create Lady God, who just vaporizes him and goes, "Well done, everyone," and leaves. Well, I thought Exodia was like an instant win. So did we. <laughs> but Zork so Exodia... was more power. Zork was more powerful, and oh no, Zodia can't beat him. But oh no, Exodia fused with the Egyptian gods to create Horakti, who can ah, beat him. Ah, that's good. And, I'm and glad. who we've and who we've never heard about before. <laughs> we have we not? There's not like the you know we need to find a way to harness the power of Horakti. I mean, unless I'm reading it wrong, it really just just sound like I don't know. She just comes in at the end and saves us, and then, and then she's just gone again. <laughs> it's like I, I think I I actually remember a thing where someone someone was like, if you if you like upgrade blue eyes white dragon or something, or if you have two of them, you can make a blue eyes ultimate dragon or something like that. That, that certainly sounds like that, this game. I don't know if that's an actual thing. I, maybe I've made that up. Maybe the person on the playground made that up. But well, I, I know there are sort of. We, you made a, a very funny joke about it in the intro, but Exodia is formed, is like a big insta-win thing formed by like getting different cards that represent all its limbs and head. Yeah. So, you know, you get Exodia's leg and his other leg, both his arms and his head, and then if you've got them all played at once, you just win. Yeah, that's the, so, so I, I only actually heard of Exodia because it, it's actually had a big effect on, like, on the culture of card games like if you if you're playing hearthstone and you have an otk deck a one-turn kill you sometimes call it exodia because uh nice it's, it's a you play your cards and you win if you get the right hand in and so i think it's, it's in it's in all kind of yeah card games recently. it's always fun when you find just anything like that in any game isn't it i remember we were playing magic there was something called a platinum angel and while it was played you just couldn't lose the game and your opponents couldn't win oh 
That's... They, had to, they had to kill it, but if they yeah. wanted to make any progress. And then I'd put uh, the thing on it that makes it indestructible and just watch their brows furrow. <laughs> that sounds very unbalanced. Yeah. Oh, God, it's just, it's very funny, this show, just reading about it afterwards. But um, I think now is a good time to go into Two Truths and a Lie and talk about some of the specific cards themselves. Oh, okay, then. I only know a few, so... Yeah, I haven't gone for any of the big ones. Uh, two of these are real. One of them is not. Okay. And they're, and they're certainly an interesting uh, group. Are these the f- So these are cards? These in- are real in- cards. Uh, cards as in, can... as in monsters who are so, in the game? Of, one of them's a monster. Two of them are interesting spells. They're not in the show. Oh, yeah, the spells, aren't they? They're not in the show. They're in the actual game. Like, these are physical cards you could get right. hold of. <clears throat> Yujo Friendship, a card where you have to shake hands and make friends with the other player. <laughs> Brilliant, okay. Eternal Avatar of Wrath, a monster based on Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris fused into one. Oh no. And the Seal of Orichalcos, a card where whoever loses gets to own the soul of the other player. Okay, right, hang on. This one has to be real, because I remember, I I don't think he played this card, but on the playground, that fucking guy said, I own your soul now. I don't, like, what the fuck? That, that could just be a brag. That could just, yeah, he was just, yeah, maybe he was just being a massive piece of shit. I, I've said that to people before. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that the one you want to address first, then? Yeah, what, why, so, is that just, like, a win more card? You're not, like, it doesn't help you in the game, you just well, put it in there for, like, bragging. No, right? the Seal of Orichalcos is a... From what I gather, from what little I understand, it's a very powerful spell, but there was a special... Li- it has a bunch of effects, like, you know, it makes... It can't be destroyed, it increases all your monsters' attack power, it does a bunch of things, and then it also, if you got a special limited edition, it just put an addendum on the end that says, the soul of whichever duelist loses the duel is forfeit to the winner. Crikey! So that's that's a ballsy play. If you that's you, very intense because it, <laughs> because it's not guaranteed that you're the like you've got a good chance of winning. I'm guessing if you put this card down, but your your opponent could still you know play a reversal, put down Exodia, and then own your soul. Yeah. What what is what is owning? Are there anything in the rules about what? Owning? No, it's it's entirely just a flavor flourish. I'm guessing. It's, there's nothing specific about what owning a soul entitles you to i mean you own their soul i mean presumably you can just destroy them at any point with a thought oh shit yeah actually wow that yeah that's intense okay i don't know i i have wanted to do this experiment for a while if anyone's listening hit me up for and give me your soul so i can just see what i can do with it yeah that'd be cool um well we'll, maybe, we'll maybe play just, a game if, we'll has play anyone a game got that car has anyone got the whatever the card was called and the then seal of oracalcos yeah yeah play a yeah. game with um joel and, and then forfeit, will... and then we'll see what happens. Um, Alright, so the second one was Bruce Lee and... What? And Chuck Norris. Yes, so I gather this is an homage to a movie called Way of the Dragon, where the two actors actually fight. Right, okay. Um, that... how, however, this monster is called the Eternal Avatar of Wrath, and it is a fusion of the two actors. So they're, melded, they're merged into one. The point is, I guess, that they're, like, both very talented fighters. Yes. And... So, well, there's some fun things about it. 
So it's essentially one giant monster with two heads, four arms, and like really muscular. But one head, <laughs> but one it's head. One of the clearly... heads, Bruce Lee, and the other oh, one's Chuck Yeah, Roy. they they clearly look like their inspiration. Oh, fantastic! Um, but the flavor text says this creature was created by joining two powerful rival warriors into one, because oh. they will. Because they will never beat each other, they are always filled with rage. <laughs> uh, is that what happens in the film? I guess so. Uh, well, in the film, Lee wins. Oh. So I guess, I don't know, it's not that accurate. Okay, and um, the, the other one was, you have to you, shake hands with your opponent. Yujo Friendship, it's called. Yujo Friendship. In reference to the character Yugi and the character Joey Wheeler. Right, uh, and because so, the images of them shaking hands. And does it do anything else, or is it uh, like a waste of a card? So the uh, Yujo friendship tells you to offer your opponent a handshake. If they accept it, your life points are averaged out. So you add them oh, up, add okay. them up, and then half them evenly between you. Um, so that you if, both have to agree to it. I feel yes, like but, that would not be. That would not be agreed to if you have fewer life points. Well, no, it wouldn't, except if you have another card in your hand called Unity and show it to them, they have to accept the handshake. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess so. They might as well reject it unless you have Unity. Presumably so. And I don't know, maybe just one of your friends. No, yeah, that's true. Well, I wouldn't want to shake someone's hand um, I say, the moment. I say in it's the current, a... In the current environment, Joel, no, I wouldn't no. be wanting to shake hands. Oh, God. And what happens if you're playing online? Just yeah. Press your hand against the webcam. <laughs> Though I, I say, you know, the thing mentions a handshake, but frankly, the image isn't them shaking hands. It's more of a predator esque bro grip. Oh, okay, that's that's cute. But um, yes, do, right, do any so of these got... scream fiction to you? Um, I I don't think. I mean, it's all fiction, right? But well, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, unless unless that's actually what happens in Egyptian history. Um, I'm not a scholar. Dear God, I hope not. So I'll be honest. They all seem like something I would expect from the show. None of them stand out as more ludicrous than the others, which means you've done a very good job here, Joel. Well done. Thank you, thank you. Um, I think I'm going to say, as my, as, my, as my lie, I'm going with... Oh, fuck. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Bru- no, not Bruce Lee. I'm going... Oh. You don't believe in Bruce Lee? <laughs> He's fictional. Um, I'm going to go with the uh, owning of the souls as a lie. The seal of Orichalcos. Yes, the seal of Orichalcos. The seal of Orichalcos is a real card. Oh, okay. The eternal avatar of wrath was the God fiction. damn it. <laughs> Bruce Lee isn't real. <laughs> How did I... I I'll be honest, I kind of cribbed that one a little bit from uh, from Pokemon, actually, talking about Pokemon knockoffs, because of Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee. Oh, shit, okay, yeah, that's, okay. You know, putting some stuff into it, okay. But yeah, the, the Seal of Orichalcos, there was a limited edition version of the card that allowed you to take your opponent's soul. Wow, that's and, very uh, intense. And How much is that on eBay? I'm not sure. I... I assume there's there's probably like a pair of like friends somewhere who regularly play Yu-Gi-Oh together and <laughs> always use this card. So there's always like a soul contract bouncing between the two of them. Uh, like maybe I... maybe Jerry's up eight souls at the moment, but like but Mark thinks he can get get back and you know get some souls in the bank. I can't even see the limited edition for sale. Maybe it's very rare. Oh wow! I mean, I 
someone sent that to me because I would like to engineer some soul ownership, as discussed. Well, let's let's get on that. Um, any of our any of our listeners want to yeah want to offer their soul up to Joel? You'll be willing to accept it. Yes, and, and if you want to get in contact with us to do that, you've got to go through our social media. What a segue. Uh, at Templar Spycast on the Twitters, on the Instagrams, and even on the TikToks if you, if you fancy that. And the party don't stop. The party don't stop. You can follow me at James MacLaw. You can follow Joel at Heelar. And you could... Uh, you censoring that anyway. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I, won't, I won't tell the audience what he actually said because yeah. it wasn't my Twitter, but it was very, very rude. We can catch you next time when I'm going to be talking about the wizarding world of Harry Potter because J.K. Rowling has said, along with some horrendous opinions on, uh, yes, but, but on civil between, rights... Between the turfiness, there's... But after, uh, yeah, there's, there's turfiness and also there's some very, very bad writing. And awful world building, so I'm very excited to talk about that a bit. And nice. um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch you next time. See you next week. Bye bye.